0: What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Hello, my friends. Welcome in. It's Masters Week. This is Bolt Brady and his bro. One of my favorite weeks of the year by far nowadays. Say what's up to Bolt. It's happening. What's up? Love Masters Week. Oh, it doesn't get better nowadays. Now,
1: and in fact, you know, I don't know about in, in the United States as far as people uh, throwing chips on it as much. But, you know, from around the world, a, a lot of people do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I loved NBA finals and stuff growing up. But now we play golf more. So now I just love watching it. <laughs> well, the golf is just so butter. I mean,
1: I like it so much that I was watching the drive chip and putt. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <The> Eight year old. <laughs> no, I had it on. <laughs> I saw Phil Mick even tweeted. He was like, nice chipping by like the nine-year-old girl. Oh, Phil was watching it? Yeah, he said, nice chipping, Anna Wu. That's well, like great form. Well, cheaper. She probably could beat Phil right now. Yeah. Well, before we get too deep into the Masters, the, the college championship was on. Yes. Would you like to touch on that last night? little bit of a letdown for me for, for the Zags.
1: Well, you in 39% of the field. I'm not just talking bracket. I just kind of wanted to see him bring one home. Yeah, so did I. But... We had to go with the field bet, and that one came on home for us. We cashed it, mm-hmm. V. But we cashed it. Um, just, just the right out of the gates. Oh, just it was a B race central from the get go. Nine bagels just out of the gates, and you know what it was. You know what it reminded me of? UNLV full court press. No, 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 no. It was Clubber Lang, <laughs> Rocky Three. Remember remember in Rocky Three, like Sly kinda you know, Sly wasn't really paying attention too much to the fight. He was kinda smiling, waving to everyone, doing all the sponsor shows and stuff. And then he came against Clubber. and Clubber had one thing on his mind, and that was Big Baylor last night. Uh-huh. They came out jabbing, hooking. And it was just like Rocky, like, whoa, what happened to me right there? Yeah. I got waxed.
0: The energy was was different, for sure, on, on Baylor's side versus Gonzaga. It was like, whoa, saw,
1: Right, but then, you know, but Gonzaga was so good that they started, like, you know, started knocking down threes and coming back. But Baylor's like, yeah, it's not going
0: to cut her still. I yeah mean, Suggs went to the rack kind of early, and the the guy was sliding they called a charge on him, and I mean he got dinged with two right and sits for four or five minutes. It's like that stuff's just all that adds up real quick, oh yeah dude that guy i mean
1: he's he's their playmaker. There was
0: some stats that
1: really stood out though how about this one? so turnovers they had twice as many turnovers the gonzaga fourteen to seven um but how about and points off turnovers 19 to 9 Mm -hmm. that's not gonna help but this is the one that really stuck out offensive rebounds yeah gonzaga
0: one baylor 14 yeah they just those big guys just kept getting the ball back on their misses
1: and then also because i took the under in that ball game um remember i was suggesting uh to keep taking the under, keep firing on
0: it in-game. And I was like, Baylor,
1: would you miss a free throw? They were 16 of 18.
0: <laughs> or they were 7 for 12 from three ball. Like, at, at one point? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they ended up t- um, 10 for 23, so they cooled down a little bit there. But um, that game, so it was in the first four minutes, it was 9 to 1, right? So they're not even averaging three points a minute um so like they're they're basically on pace for like a 120 point game when the over under was 156 and you know it was going to be more than 120 obviously Mm -hmm. so i kept doing the end game getting it at like 159 160 and then (laughs) (laughs) more bets (laughs) and and then they then they well hey listen that's my theory and then uh and then they started scoring. They started rocking and rolling, and it got all the way up to, like, 171. And i like, okay, we're going to keep riding her here. Yeah, if, if you
0: want to give it to me, I'll take it.
1: I'm hitting the under because I'm looking at the numbers, like you said, with Baylor and the three balls. I'm like, this isn't going to keep up, you know. And I was factoring, you know, a good thing to do in-game unders. I'm like, listen, they're they're going to be – if they're going to be way up, if Baylor's going to be up by, like, 15 or more, the scoring comes to a screeching halt the last two and a half minutes because they just worked the clock. And that's what happened. And uh, it came in on the under as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Great night. Yeah, I think Baylor, you know, they obviously ranked high, like, number two, but just the chip was on the shoulder with, with all the chatter and stuff going the other direction. Uh-huh. So it came out just rocking.
1: Well Once again, it's tough to beat history, and history shows that it's very, very difficult to go undefeated throughout the whole season. Yeah. But that does suck for them. I mean, just lose any game
0: but the last one. Yeah. (laughs) And it was a bummer for them. Yeah. I saw a former Baylor guy was talking like, uh, he's like, we don't really pursue or get the five-star guys here. He kind of goes for guys that are overlooked with the chip on the shoulder. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's like that guy Mitchell was a transfer. You know, I'm sure he'd come in from Auburn because he was, wasn't getting any run there as a freshman. Okay. He transferred, and that guy Maceo was, like, from UNC Asheville. Huh. So, it was those guys grinded it out. I mean, they, they deserve it. They yeah, were, it was awesome. They looked better, for sure. Congrats. Mm-hmm. One of these years, Gonzaga. All right, well, let's chip golf. Here we go.
1: Uh-huh. I love it. The golf, what I what I like about the Masters, I, I don't know, I don't think you dig into it as much this way. Like you, you, you like the uh, kind of just picking the, the winners from the onset. But uh, I love doing the individual matchups.
0: Yeah, like the for the day or for the four week well, four days.
1: Mainly for the day, I like to do the day. I do, I'll do a few matchups before it starts. But, um, but yeah, I absolutely love for the day. So um, for the people out there. Following on Twitter, um, and I actually threw out a, a play on Twitter <laughs> last night. I liked the the under in the second half of the Baylor Gonzaga. It was eighty five, and then Gonzaga under uh, forty six point five, and um, Baylor under thirty nine point five. All three of those hit. So continue to follow us on um, Twitter at Bolt Brady Picks because uh, we'll throw out some of these matchups.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who are you taking, Kevin Na versus anyone? Kevin, I did notice Kevin was, (laughs) Kevin was battling someone. (laughs) I can't remember who it was. That's your (laughs) go-to. No, no. But I do have one that's probably, probably off the radar for most people. So what I like to do is I like to go against like some of the big names, right? Where it's the name that's just carrying them versus someone that most people probably haven't heard of, like, Abraham Answer mm-hmm. out of Mexico.
0: I know him.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you do. But, you know, he's not on most people's radar. Well, he's playing big Bubba Watson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Abraham's minus 135. And I'm sure people out there are going to go, whoa, two-time show. Bub dug into the stats a little bit. I mean, Bubba has just been garbage lately. Yeah, he has. <laughs> I mean, so first of all, he hasn't even played. I know he hasn't even played in a month, in a tournament. Um, the last one that he did, here, here's the numbers for you. Missed cut, 54th, missed cut. Best finish was 22nd at the Waste Management, missed cut. And at the Masters last year, 57th. Not cutting it. In November. Right. Yeah. And how about my boy Abraham? Well, he's got uh, six out of his um, four out of his last six tournaments. He's finished in the top 25. Okay. So 23rd, 22nd, 18th, miscut. cut. Um, and then uh, at the Masters last year, he was kind of in the hunt through the first three rounds, ended up in 13th. He's going to smoke, Bubba. <laughs> minus 135,
0: Abraham Answer. Head to head, day one. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, that's for the tournament. Okay. Well, the one thing I, you know, that you do see with, with some of these guys is no matter where their game is, you'll see them find a little bit if they, if they enjoy this place. And something about this, you know, Bubba and some of these other guys can find it for a few days and get a little hot.
1: Well, right. I mean, we've always said Bubba is like he's the last person that's going to grind it out. You know, things don't go his way in the beginning, except, you know, he really likes Augusta. Um, but that still doesn't scare me. I mean, this
0: guy's just been playing terribly. Yeah, and everything you're hearing, you know, is that they didn't like DJ getting to minus 20 in November. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. And that was also because of the time of year and the conditions. Mm-hmm. So, Although Jordan and Tiger got to 19. Did yeah. they? Yeah. Well, stand by. They didn't like that.
1: And also, they also don't like Bryson saying it's a par 68 for him. Did no. You, did you know he said that? Yeah. I mean, he didn't, he didn't do great in November, so. No, he didn't. But anyway, um, Westwood, you know, you had mentioned to me that he did a practice round with
0: his son, I think. Yeah. He said it's like the f- most firm and fastest he's ever seen it. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. Right. So, I mean, they'll, they'll kind of let these guys ease into it. You'll still see like a, a 66 or 7 for sure on day one. Well, you know who won't be firing that, though, is Big Ricky. Nope, not in attendance.
1: Ricky, you didn't qualify. That is a 409, spray it down, clean it up. Yeah, it's a tough. Oh, dude. Before the season started, because he was in the top 50, and that's one of the ways that you can qualify. He was easily in it. His His play has been so poor that he fell to number 53, and they go, we won't be seeing you this year. <laughs> no. Which is a bummer because he was one of the guys that I wanted to fade in the matchups. Yeah. So. Definitely working through some stuff right now. His record of 41 consecutive majors has come to an end. Mm. Goes back to
0: 2010. But the other guy that was working mm. through some stuff has found his way back. Big Jordo. Yes, he has. Giordo is balling again.
1: Wins the Valero Open in his home state of Texas, and he's been on fire. I mean, four out of his last six tournaments, okay? We talked about Anser being in the top 25, four out of his six. Jordo, top
0: five. Mm-hmm. Ha, good try. Yep. So he's got to be pretty pumped coming into this week. Well, I mean, think of it from from you know a personal
1: perspective. Like, okay, so you've been balling, you've been playing really well, and then you get to go to like your favorite course of all time. Like you're going up to and Dunes up in Oregon. Mm-hmm. You're gonna ball. <laughs> you know, you've been playing well, and then you go to play your favorite place on earth to play, and then um, and you also play well there. I mean, the only thing that sucks is his odds right now are like 10 to 1 or 11 to 1. Two months ago, okay, only two months ago, it was 60 to 1. Yeah. So that's the only bummer is that, you know. You could have hopped on
0: Giorgio at 60 to one. How about that? Love it. If you could get that, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, these guys are pumped too. I mean, he, he wins on Sunday afternoon and, and, uh, you flip on live from the masters like last night and he's already at the range on Monday. Yeah. He goes, honey, see you in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of these dudes bring them with them. They should just take the week off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Um, and they, I was reading about Jordo because, you know, they were talking about his <clears throat> his struggles, obviously. And it was saying how he kept his whole team intact, like our boy Griller, you know, the, the caddy, uh-huh. the swing coach, um, which is legit because most of those times those guys are, you know, they use their team as an excuse. Oh, they can't. I'm
0: real quick. Yeah. So that's awesome. Once again, Giordo just a baller. Yeah, so, I mean, he's got to be pumped and feeling good. He, he said he still doesn't have his best game, but, I mean, he's got a good game rocking right now. Oh, dude, if he figures out the driver
1: at all, and that's what he was doing because I was watching, like, the, la- the back nine of this Valero Open, and he was piping the drive every time. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, he's tough to beat. Plus, I mean, when you just play at a course that you really, really, really like and, and Augusta's
0: his favorite course, you just get dialed in. Yeah, and that's one of the things that they say about Augusta is just, you can kind of get away with spraying it here. Yeah, the fairways are bigger, right? You can just, and he's great at recovering, so. One of the best. I would have to think he's he's in the top five this week.
1: Well, so one of the, one of the plays that I really like is you can, Jordo um, 13th place or better, minus 120. Yeah, I'd take that for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. He's going to finish in the top 13. Come on. What do you think about, like, uh, DJ? Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, a lot of these guys, they were saying how their games are are kind of off, at least the guys that are, like, in the top 10. Besides, like, Bryson and um, Justin Thomas, those guys are the only ones that really don't have a kink in the armor as of lately. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think the conditions in November help DJ a little bit. I mean, his short game's obviously good. But it's not like a Giordos or Patrick Reed's. hmm Um I mean, I don't think he'll win it. Uh I I could see him doing like I, I see him doing like a top ten. I don't think a top five. I think he might be kind of content a little bit with the W already at the Masters. It wasn't even that long ago.
0: Yeah. They showed um Brooks, Kepka was looks like he's gonna give it a go coming off the surgery, like the knee. Yeah. So he was out there, um and both his knees have been a little banged up this last ten months or so. um yeah, he's been off the radar because of those injuries, so I don't know if he'll if he'll be able to do much with that.
1: I'll tell you one thing, like sometimes <clears throat> people like to take a shot in the dark and go for the um dark horse, yeah, and the guys that got the really high odds, you know the last time someone has won the masters. Uh, of odds 100 or higher, 2011, Charles Schwarzschild. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of goes back to your point that it's the guys that have experience here um, and that have had played well in the past. You know, that's why there's only been one rookie ever to win um, their first time playing the Masters, 1979. Do you know who it was? He's an old-timer, obviously. Fuzzy Zoller. Mm. He's the only rookie to ever win the Masters. Yeah. So, yeah, you need you need to know
0: what you're doing around that course. Yeah, you, you always recognize the names up there, and then you'll get someone who sneaks in that last kind of day. Like a, a Danny Willett kind of sneaks in <laughs> and steals it from Jordan when he went in the water on 12. <laughs> well,
1: so they were speaking of could Danny's name <clears throat> come up quite a bit this week because um, Rom, John Rom, his wife had their baby, baby yeah. boy. Yeah. And um so they there's like history of people having kids and doing really, really well, like the that very same week. And that's what happened to Danny Willett. Like I think he had his ba- they had their baby like five days before and then he goes out and wins. So they're wondering if maybe big John Rom will do the same thing.
0: Huh. I, I would think <clears throat> the opposite with that. I would just think The distraction and, like, the face times when you get back there and just kind of the schedule being off. I mean, you don't know how many time, like, sleep-wise, what he did before he bounced. I don't think it
1: matters, though. Like, when you go to the mat, like, you're just on cloud nine. Sure. You know, that you're just not even thinking about things. And if you hit a shitty shot, you're like, whatever, which is probably real good for Johnny, because John Ram has a hard time letting shots go by. (laughs) Just steam, steaming. (laughs) Right. So that was one of the things, one of the storylines. They were wondering if he was going to get that good vibe from the kid as well.
0: I, um, I would go opposite with him. I just, I just don't see him. I think it's going to be kind of distracting for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's not one of my guys. There's another matchup that I like, though, here. Um, and it's uh, Big Gary Woodland.
0: He's, he's kind of been cool. Of
1: he has. So, I mean, he did just finish sixth in the Valero. Okay, and you know how they keep track of all those stats like shots gained yep. off the tee, off the approach, and you know, shots gained off the approach is one of the most important stats here for the Masters just because you have to hit the right part of the green, and he's been doing he's been trending in the right direction with that stat for sure. His matchup is against your boy Big Phil Mickelson. Mm. Minus 155, Gary Woodland. And uh, Big Phil, let's just say he's been off a little bit. Big time. Miscut at Valero. <laughs> he took a 10 on the 18. <laughs> right. And then, you know, at the Masters in November, 55th, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, the, some of the courses that you think he'd really zone it in, like Pebble, miscut. And even at the US Open, miscut. So, I mean, the guy is what, 52 ticks or something? No, he's 50. Okay, 50 years old. I mean, come on. Gary's a little bit of the young buck. That's my other matchup to start the tournament. Gary minus the 155 against Phil.
0: For the four day or the first day? Four day. I I don't do
1: just the first day. So, what I'll do is, you know, I've got Abraham Answer and Gary Woodland for the four day tournament. And then after Friday or after Thursday's play, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I start rocking the individual days. Head to head. Head to head just for that day. And that's unreal. I love that. <laughs> it's the best.
0: Yeah, Phil, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think he'll do squat this year, but you do see these guys when they'll be like 53, 55, and they'll be like, wow. You know, Bernhard or Freddie is is in third right now, coming into Sunday afternoon. Yeah,
1: that is crazy when those guys do it. Bernard is that kind of grinder. I just, you haven't seen the, the
0: last of Phil at Augusta. I just, it's not this year.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the oldest player to ever win it was Jack. 46. Yep, in what year? 84? No, 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 no. 86. There you go, 86. 86, he was 46, yep. So, you know, if Big Jack, you know, is the last to win it at 46, that's what would have been cool to see if Tigray could have given that run a run. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's happening. He's training in the wrong direction. Gary's training in the right. So
0: that's another play for the tournament. Yeah, there's a big Rory has definitely been off, too, of late. So, right. But I think
1: that, you know, they're knocking him a little too much. I like. I'd like to sprinkle a little bit on Rory. He's nineteen to one, you know, and like DJ's like nine, and JT and Jordo. These guys are eleven. I mean, you think about that, and like Rory's double their odds. I think it's good to sprinkle a little bit on Rory. I mean, come on, he still is one of the best players in the world.
0: Yeah, uh, JT's you know playing well, but he he still hasn't cracked this place necessarily. I mean. Maybe six, I think, is his best I've seen. He, he's still kind of trying to figure out how to play here. Well,
1: but the good news is is that he's trending in the right direction. Every year he plays better. Right. And I think 6th was the last time.
0: Yeah, so he, he improves every time he plays it. But that'd be your November course. I mean, this is going to be the faster one.
1: I totally agree. But he does hit it very high, which is necessary to have on this course because of the, the way it's set up. That does not fit my game. At all. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hit the low runner into this. No, no, no. It's not the low runner. I hit I hit the nice low checkup wedge. Worm burn. But sometimes it sometimes it burns in there. I definitely do not have. <laughs> definitely do not have the high shot. You know what though? Um you remember how you always said my boy is Jose Maria? Uh-huh. So <laughs> I didn't get time to research it before uh, we're recording, but but I wanted to because he's matched up against Larry Mize. Mm. <laughs> and the odds weren't that bad. They were like minus 150 or something like that. So I just need to check because I think Larry's way older. Uh, yeah. You know, but, um, you know, is Larry one of those guys that still plays all the time and Jose barely does? Right. So anyway, that was another matchup I wanted to check out.
0: <laughs> you gotta love how they let those guys play. You know, I think it's, they cut them off at seventy now, or, but they just keep banging it because they're former champions. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, you know what? I think I think Larry doesn't Larry usually
1: shoot like low nineties. You know uh someone's pretty
0: high every year if you see it <laughs>
1: they don't go triple digits though yeah
0: that's embarrassing maybe 65 is the age cutoff. it's because <laughs> they knew some of those scores were getting up there like arnie mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what what about like uh colin morikawa He's been playing good, but I, you know what,
1: I'm I'm with the younger guys, you know, like like Victor Holen and stuff like that. Hovland, yeah, I'll, I'm like, no, nah, you guys need to show it to me mm-hmm. first.
0: You know, I'm I'm going with the OGs here at the Masters. That's who brings back to uh, Lee Westwood. I like him this week. He, he's been playing well. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, he's been playing really well. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the odds are on him. I, I could see him top five this week. Really? Well, that's always a play you could make, you know, um, and I, I do like those where I, I don't top five just kind of seems like so hard to hit. But top 10,
0: I'm cool with saying, hey, I think he's going to go top 10. Yeah. Not Lee, but I'm just saying people in general. Yeah, a lot of guys. I mean, you see a lot of shuffling on that Sunday afternoon. It's, a lot happens coming down that stretch. Oh, it's so awesome. And those guys that aren't the automatics, you know, like the top 50s and stuff. I mean, you get inside that top 13 or whatever it is. You, you get invited back next year. Is it just the top 13? I think so. Maybe 14. Huh. You know, so that's those guys do try to get that stuff going, too, coming down. Well, okay, so let's do this. Um, pick three guys.
1: Right? Let's say you and I are going head-to-head. Three guys. I'll let you go first. We'll take turns picking someone so we can't pick the same guy. Um, Just the uh, top three finishes? I'll take Jordo. Ooh. Okay. Hmm. Jordo. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Rory. Wow. Yep. I have confidence in Roar. I'll take Westwood. Really? Dude, mm. that is a stretch mm. right there. I mean, his odds are probably... Ladies and gentlemen, do not take Westwood. <laughs> <laughs> his odds to win are like, I don't even know if he's in the top, like, 50 to 1.
0: I'm not sweating now. Okay. He's I'll, got his lady on the bag.
1: <laughs>
0: course knowledge? <laughs> I'll take Camille Villegas. What?
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Camilo Villegas. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's who Ricky's going to be next. Oh. The reason why I said that is because he was the leader at the Valero. Yeah, no, he, he did get up to a good start. And then he just fell off the map. He literally was like minus eight under, and then in uh, yeah. the tournament at minus four or something. Man, he
0: used to do his spider, like he'd get down and kind of <sighs> read. I man. was I was thinking
1: about him. I'm like, that guy was so popular, right? Mm. I mean, he was easily walk- like wherever he'd walk, I'm sure people recognized him because he was on those commercials for the spider. I don't remember what the commercial was, it might have been a soda or something. But like now, he walks in and there's no way
0: people know who he is unless like you're the diehard golf fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that that clothing line, you know, he was always big. With. He, he
1: was huge. People thought he was yoked because he like looked like a sixteen year old high school kid. He was like one thirty-five, and people thought he was yoked It's just because he, he weighed one thirty five. So anyway, just kidding. I won't take him. Um Wow, okay, I'm gonna go with a grinder. I like the grinders.
0: Okay. Patrick Reed. Former champion from two ago. Mm-hmm. Don't love his personality. They, neither do I. He's but good at golf. Neither do <laughs> I.
1: <laughs> Another one with the lady on the bag. Oh, no, no, no. No, brother-in-law.
0: Right. Just lady attached at the hip. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just in-laws traveling with you. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go with my boy Tommy Fleetwood. Really? Yeah, one with a couple of Euros on you here. Wow.
1: Well you are bringing some guys out of left field here. I like it though. Yep. You're not picking the Gonzaga to win the championship like the 39%. Nope. You took Giordo on me. That's a little bit of a bummer. Um All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna come out with Abraham Answer.
0: Wow. Yep. That's You're- gonna that's gonna be my out of left fielder. Okay. <laughs> I had a couple other dark horses written down. The uh Daniel Berger. He's yep. got he's got a W this year. He balls. He does. Yeah. He kinda owns his swing. It's a little different, but he he trusts it. Um he,
1: he's real good. Like if you follow golf on a regular basis, like where you're doing matchups and stuff, he balls.
0: He switched to um a Jordan's coach recently too. So uh Cam, oh, did he? Cam McCormick. Um I like Daniel, and then another guy who's even further dark horse is Will Zalatoris. Yeah. He's kind of got the longer blonde halo coming out the back. Yeah. uh, But you hear guys talk about him. And when you hear the other pros saying, this guy is probably the best ball striker that I've played with, you might want to take note because these guys don't give that out too much.
1: No, you know, in fact, not positive, but he's got a matchup against a really big name, and he's favored. It might even be Adam Scott. Well, Adam's
0: been playing pretty poor. Right. Uh, But Will. Will Zalatoris. I like it. Okay, I like that one. <laughs> How do you think Bryson's going to do this week?
1: I, you know what? I when you talk shit and you say it's a par thir- sixty-eight to you, uh, you know Bryson's claiming it's a par 68. I just, I don't think the chips are going to fall in your lap when that happens. So I'm not a fan of
0: him this week. No, I think he, he might. He's going to have a tough one. But I mean, can't wait to watch. If, so if 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 you had to pick the one guy to ball. Who do you
1: think it is? Is it going to be Jordo? Yeah, I'd go with him. I would agree. I think he's got to finish in the top five. You know, uh, <clears throat> I'm in that with our buddy Reed in that golf league that's all year long. where uh-huh. you can only pick one guy once you use him. So we're picking Jordo. Great. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are going to pick him. But when you're just like, I need to get some points here. I mean, the guy's got to be the top five. He's on fire right now. Yeah. So... I hope also, he does it. Golf's always better when Jordo's balling. For sure. How about he okay? Real quick here before we ended up, we we'll ended up on a good note with Jordo. A little reminder. The guy had 10 wins and three majors before he turned 24. Mm-hmm. Good try,
0: Jordo. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go get him, buddy. Bring it home, Jordo. <laughs> All right. Can't wait to watch. It's gonna be legit. Mm-hmm. All right. Shout out to the sponsors for the week. It's Chili's Bar and Grill, great place for a little bite and some games. MyBookie.ag, if you put in a bet, they will match your donation up to $200. Put in the promo code BOLT. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. It's at BoltBradyPicks. And keep writing those reviews on Apple Podcasts. You can win a hat. We pick a couple each week. Uh, We'll probably see you guys in a few weeks for the playoff into the NBA bubble. But that will do it for the Masters. See ya.